My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Karen Cleveland. She is a spiritual connection specialist, a podcast host, animal communicator and a minister. Hello, Karen. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? Oh my goodness. There's so many things, different things that have led up to where I am today. And and I think I, you know, when I was young, uh, average childhood, and I, I, I liked animals, but I didn't feel anything that that I had any special abilities or anything. Um, and it wasn't until adulthood, well into adulthood, that I started exploring uh, my connection with animals, which then also led to exploring my connection with, you know, the divine and just the whole natural world and the whole spiritual world. And there was actually, um, I had been taking classes. My brother had introduced me to some ideas about some things. And there was actually one event where I, I was just, I, I was divorced and I was living in this little home and And my son had to come live with me while he recovered from an illness. And he's fine. He's fine. But um, I just felt like I hit rock bottom. And that's when I decided I had to change my life because I felt like life was just happening to me. I felt like I had absolutely no control prior to that. So I really started getting intentional about spiritual practices, meditation, and just all these these little practices, you know, mindset work to help to help me create a better life for myself. So, you know, it's been a barrage of things that have come at me and and just kind of taking what has worked at the time and and uh, making it work for me. Yeah, it's been a long journey for you, and you finally found that connection with who you truly are. And knowing that you have a bigger purpose here, a lot of times we don't realize that we're here for a reason. And it's actually different for every one of us. And we have our unique skills and abilities. And we just need to find that connection and in order to serve others in, in a better way. A lot of times we, you know, it's hard to to be present, to be aware. A lot of times we escape presence by being in the past or worrying about the future. 
But that practice of awareness in itself, it takes time and it, you can, we can cultivate it, every one of us. What would you um, suggest to our listeners in terms of daily habits maybe to incorporate in their life in order to start be, becoming aware? Uh, great question. I think one of the things is for many of us, especially in, you know, in the United States and Europe or North America and Europe, we are so busy. And we don't stop to just allow little bits of insights to get in into our head, into our life. And, and we think we need to control it all. So we're so busy and then thinking we have to control how everything happens. And the reality is, um, you know, if you've ever watched a magic show, if you don't know how they do it, everything looks so amazing and magical, but if you know what the tricks are that they're doing, it still might look good, but you know it's not as good. So when we try to control our outcomes, um, the, we don't know all the possibilities of what can happen. We don't know all the ways things can happen. So I think to get back to your question, is if we just take even just two minutes a day to sit and get quiet, and allow, I, I, you know, just a little bit of crack of light to get in, to start um, allowing a little bit more possibility in life, you know, something bigger than ourselves, something bigger than our own life. And so, like I said, even two minutes, it doesn't have to be getting up 30 minutes early and doing a meditation practice or, you know, and if that works for you, fine. But, but for many of us, um, we start small and then we start working up. So I I have what I call the two minutes more. And it's how I really started my meditation practice is what I would find a time before I rushed off to work that I was already sitting down, that the animals weren't bugging me, the kids weren't bugging me, you know, some time that was quiet. And it was when I was at my makeup table doing my hair and makeup. Um, but it might be breakfast, it might be coffee, it might be, you know, tying your shoes, whatever it is, whenever you're already sitting down before you rush off, just take two minutes and just close your eyes and just kind of pay attention to your breath for a minute because magic can start happening. And, and I, I talk about magic, but really it's just, you know, the potential of life can start presenting itself to you um, once you start getting quiet and being open to what what else there might be yes definitely and also we every one of us can find those two five minutes a day it's just a matter of us reminding ourselves to do you know consistently and seeing for um how much of a benefit it could bring to our lives because uh, it's the matter of allowing. It's more that, um, you know, sometimes people have certain expectations in life and then they get upset of not getting something they want, they trying to control. But uh, like you said, if only we allow those opportunities and possibilities to come in and present themselves, then we will 
be taking action from a different place, more inspired action. Yeah. Not just doing, because we're busy doing, doing, and yeah. we're not being, and we are human beings, right? And it's uh, exactly. it's hard for us to just be. We think we don't we don't do anything when we're just sitting quiet and allowing, you know, ourselves to connect. But actually that's the most important part because mm -hmm. then you know everything else will fall into place but it's just hard i guess for us to realize that this is the priority when we prioritize our mental health and first give ourselves that best care that we can uh, i think from that foundation everything is built upon it don't you think yeah Oh, I totally agree. Um, we have to start somewhere and we have to start where we are. So whether it's, you know, wherever we are, whatever we know, whatever we don't know, just start small. And then it does build upon it. Like you said, I think we, we do get some, some inspiration and have a, then have a desire to learn more or to, to be more right. To, as you said, to take that time and just be, you know, I, for me, and I know for a lot of people, sitting in nature is also just a big thing to do. Just 10 minutes outside, you know, a walk or sitting at the park or whatever it might be. So and also, uh, I found it um, what's working for me personally when I'm, you know, outside of the nature and I'm looking around me and I'm just noticing those little things, you know, in nature, the beauty of nature. And when I'm appreciating what's around and kind of seeing that it's all life and it's all one life and I'm also part of it. It's giving me some kind of connection to the bigger purpose, like you said. And I think it's a good practice for others as well to, um, you know, to get back on track of what matters. And um, also, I know you are communicating with animals. I'm just wondering if you can share with us how did it start and uh, what kind of messages you get or how it helps in your own life? Yeah, sure. You know, it started, as I said, when I was younger, I didn't think there was anything special I just liked animals and it mm -hmm. wasn't until my daughter my teenage daughter said to me one time um, after telling her what the dog wanted her to do because mm -hmm. I would tell her and the other kids you know buddy wants you to do let him out or to do something and she stopped me cold one day and she said mom how do you know what buddy wants <laughs> and I thought oh you know, first of all, that explains so much that you don't know what Buddy wants, no matter, no wonder I have to tell you. But um, so I started thinking, well, I don't know. How do I know what Buddy wants? I, you know, so I ended up taking a class and then doing some further studies. But I realized that, you know, yes, we can be in tune with the animals, um, even with other people that that live with us, especially. But it's it does start again with getting quiet because I think the animals are always well I know the um our pets especially so let's talk about our pets our dogs and cats and horses for a minute they're always trying to talk to us and they get frustrated with us sometimes and 
we don't know that they're talking to us. So it does, uh, it does begin with getting quiet and being open to what they might be saying. So I like to, I like to use an example that maybe, so let's say we have a dog and we have a lazy day. We just happen to be sitting on the couch. You know, it's not a busy day. We're sitting on the couch and maybe we're flipping through a magazine. Our mind isn't really fixated on anything. And we get this bright idea and we think, oh, I think it's a good time to take the dog for a walk. And so you look at the dog and the dog looks at you and the dog is like, oh, are we going for a walk? You know, what are we doing? Something's something's up. So of course they know once you start getting your shoes out in the leash and that kind of stuff, they know that what's happening. But um, But I would like to suggest to people that when you're in that space, sitting on the couch, that that idea to go for a walk was actually the dog trying to communicate a message to you. So it wasn't our own bright idea. It's just that we were finally open to receive it. It's like when you're calling someone a radio station like we used to do, and it's busy, busy, busy all the time, and they they can't get a message through. So so beginning to actually listen to your animals um and and talking to them but but they they receive our messages far better than we receive theirs I, and i do encourage people to talk out loud to their animals all the time but to actually hear what they're trying to tell us we need to get quiet and we need to be open to the ideas that are coming in our head that maybe they're not original ideas Maybe they didn't come from us and that they are trying to tell us something. Um, usually it takes for, for many people, you know, some people, they walk down the street and they hear a bird talk to them and, and, you know, they don't need lessons in how to do it, but for some people it takes practice and it takes guidance and it, it takes like, for example, me uh, connecting with your cat and telling you what I get and you saying, you know, well, yeah, that's right. Or I don't know about that piece of it. So, so we can begin to trust the information we're receiving is not coming from us, but comes from the animal themselves. So I, I encourage people to sit down and get quiet with, with their animal for at least five minutes a day too, and just be aware. So maybe you don't believe at first that, that, what you're thinking is coming from them, that the ideas you get are coming from them. But if you're open to the possibility that it is coming from them, then you can begin to start that two-way conversation and just pretend, okay, let's pretend this is coming from them. What do they want? Why are they telling me this? You know, what do they need? That kind of thing. So, um, and the other thing that I do, so so that's our pets, but we can also communicate with wildlife in a different way. Um, I I take people on safaris, and and you know it's it's amazing to be out there with the wildlife in that way. But you know, starting with our pets, where we we know them. And the funny thing is, when I actually have a client, and I tell them something, almost always the client says, "Yeah, I thought so," or "Yeah, that." You know, that's what I thought was happening, but they don't trust themselves that yeah. they know what, what it is. So, um, so really being open to 
knowing and to just having faith that you are receiving information from the animal. But it, but yeah, starts with just five minutes of being quiet with them and seeing where that goes. Yeah, I think that um, that's the most important piece you mentioned, trusting uh, that you're receiving that message and it's not coming from you, but you know, it's the end yeah. trying to communicate, right? Yeah. And a lot of times we just, maybe we don't believe it could happen or we kind of resist, we block it ourselves, but only if again, we allow and trust and uh, be quiet and connect. I think the, the connection will be established and it will flow more easily. And then we will receive it uh, without, you know, being, being even questioning that it's true. We will just know that it is. And, exactly. uh, and it will take practice probably for people. But again, yeah. knowing that eventually you will, you can do it. You can establish that connection. And uh, every one of us can. So uh, we're no different, right? So if uh, you did it, so every one of us can. So that's yeah. the evidence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not special. And everyone I know that's an animal communicator is not special because this is how the animals communicate with each other so often. You don't you don't see two dogs sitting there on your cat, your pets, you know, they're not sitting in the living room barking at each other having a conversation. Um, it's a more subtle, you know, quiet conversation. And, and 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 so it's part of how animals work. It's part of the conversation and and knowing that the information so what what happens basically uh, I mean I don't try to um, think I understand it a hundred percent because it's very mysterious to me but when someone you know a thousand miles away on a telephone tells me yes that's what my dog was doing then then I know that there's something there but anyhow um, uh, so it's it's a part of of how animals have always communicated and there's, you know, there's an energy system and, and our energy is, can be connected with, you know, with your energy, with the animal's energy. Um, I think it's a matter of focus. So we're always connected in a way, but we're not always focusing on, you know, what my cat wants at this particular time or anything else. So when we sit down and have that focus, then it's easier to establish that, that connection, that communication. So I think we always have uh, heard that expression where attention goes, energy flows. I uh -huh. think it matters where what are you focusing on? And this is how we establish that connection, either with yeah. people or with animals, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, I wanted to ask you, you know, I've heard there are some benefits of having a pet at home and maybe it will help with anxiety or some other negative feelings that people might have. Uh, have you ever experienced or heard something about the benefits that it might bring to people having an animal at home? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's um, there's a lot of benefits. And I think it's important to have an animal that fits well with your schedule. So you don't want um, 
a dog stressing you out if you're not home very much and you're worried about them all the time. So, so you want to be make sure you get a right fit for the right animal. But also, yeah, there's so many benefits. In fact, we so when we touch when we touch people when we touch animals, you know, we start this imprinting process that deepens the bond between. So it's like you know, newlyweds or newborn babies, we touch a lot. And so that helps deepen the, um, the the relationship. And it's true with the animals. And in fact, you know, we usually, a lot of people uh, pet their animals far more often than they do people. And, and so they have a deeper relationship, connection with them. Um, also, we feel like we can trust our animals. We, we talk to them and tell them our deepest secrets sometimes. So it's, they're really good sounding boards as well. Or if we have ideas to that we need to say out loud and you know, and they listen to us, they don't judge us like some people think their animals are judging them. I don't think they are. I think they're just listening and paying attention. You know, so so you they're they're, I guess, um, the most understanding and compassionate relationships we can have sometimes, which makes it so hard when they pass away because they are sometimes the richest relationships that we've had and makes it um, even more of a hole in our life when, when they leave. But just the whole process that we, you know, they care for us and we care for them. They rely on us a little bit and then we rely on them for a lot of comfort often. Some, you know, some animals, if we start crying, they'll come to our side and help comfort us but other ones they're like i don't know what you're doing i'm i need to go away but still they're there and they're concerned about you uh wondering what's going on with you so they they want us to be good i actually i a lot of times when an animal um, when i have a client and they tell me that they're worried about their human and they want you know, something, something's going on with their human. And honestly, sometimes it's more of a session for the person. It's like, well, they're worried about you, you know, what's going on with you. And it might be a job loss or, a, you know, a parent loss or all, all kind, all extremes. It could be anything, but they're, the, yeah, the animals, they really want us to be well. And so um, I think they're really good for mental health. I mean, like, like I was saying, there's, you know, just the whole having someone there that we can talk to and and to pet and to cuddle with, snuggle with, whatever it is that we need is uh, really important. Even though we're not receiving the verbal communication back, but like uh, this energy exchange and um, the ability to share everything that you have uh, going on in your life with somebody, even that's an animal, you know, but knowing that nobody's judging you, you can be open about how you feel and yeah. really expressing all your feelings and processing them because yeah. a lot of times we just um, suppress those emotions and we don't let them, you know, um, we don't let them go. And that could, create a problem later on you know with us not realizing that it could just burst in one day you know we have to make sure we're processing them and uh having a pet at home it helps so much with the mental health like yeah. you mentioned 
Yeah. But yes, it, it establishes deeper connection. And a lot of times we are, you know, grieving when an animal uh, passed away and because it becomes part of the family, you know, like yeah. a family yeah. member. And it's hard to, you know, kind of realize that it's no longer there. But again, the yeah. whole experience of having that relationship is very beneficial for both parties involved. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And it does create a hole in the family, just like a person does, you know, when, when they're not there, when you come through the door at the end of the day or something, yeah, it can be very, very hard. Because I know, I know I take, um, well, my dog right now has some isolation anxiety, I think, you know, COVID being home all the time. And, and now trying to get out a little more, she doesn't like it when we uh, leave the house. So she goes a lot of places with us. And, um, and yeah, so if all of a sudden, you know, that, that, that person isn't there to go with us wherever it is we're going it's it feels a little emptier yeah yeah it becomes your friend really yeah. and, uh, yeah. you look forward to seeing him at home or her, you know the pet and uh it's they're always so excited when you come and they meet yes. you you know they don't hold their feelings inside that's right that's right <laughs> It's not like with a person, if they are excited, you're going to know, right? Exactly. Yeah, they're always excited to see you. Yeah, it's true. Yes. And, they let um, you know. Right. So uh, also, uh, you know, in terms of mental health, we sometimes, uh, you know, not we're not prioritizing mental health enough to, uh, you know, invest in it to give ourselves the best care. I think it also comes back to uh, our feeling of, um, you know, self-love, self-worthiness that we deserve something in life. Mm -hmm. And um, for a lot of us, you know, we kind of lost in, again, like doing or being busy at job and not thinking that uh, it's something that that is important to dedicate our time to on a daily basis because we don't see ourselves uh, having um, something in life or deserving something and uh, we need to uh, to reconnect with our true self our true nature and yeah. give ourselves the best care possible and also knowing that we have everything we need in our life and be grateful for what we have because uh, a lot of times we're also focusing on lack and what we don't have. And that also uh, takes our focus away from what we can have. I think the more we grateful and uh, uh, having it as a practice also on a daily basis to, to look around and see something that you're grateful for or for relationship with people or animals or you know whatever you have in life uh, I think the more we acknowledge of what is working for us what is good in our life the more is gonna come yeah one your thoughts on that yeah I I absolutely agree I I think when we we are grateful even for the smallest things. I mean, I'm grateful for my phone. It has made 
my, you know, my iPhone, it's made life so much easier in so many ways. And just appreciating things that you think are normal everyday things. So sometimes I phrase it as, you know, how are you being supported by the universe right now? Because if you go out to your car and your car starts, that's mm-hmm. something to be grateful for because how there's times it doesn't start sometimes, you know, for, for no apparent reason or unexpectedly, I guess, you know, if you have hot water this morning, if you have food in your refrigerator, sometimes I get pushback saying, well, I've paid for that. I should have that. And, you know, sometimes we pay for things and we still don't have them, or we don't even have the opportunity to have them. So every, every little thing that is working in your life, I completely agree. We, if we if we intentionally are grateful for what is working and what is flowing well, um, it, it, as you said earlier, you know, where we focus our attention or I, I can't remember how you said it now, but it, it increases, right? So when you look for the good, more good is out there for us to appreciate. Absolutely. And I, I, there's a lot of ways to do gratitude practices. It can be, you know, throughout the day as, as you go, which I try to do, but I also like to, I like to write down at least three things every night before I go to bed. So I help, you know, just go into the sleep time a little bit um, more open and in gratitude instead of, you know, being just tired and worn out from the day. So yeah, I think it's really important to to express gratitude, to let, you know, let your whole self and energy system know, I am grateful. I am so grateful. Yes. So it's, uh, it's good to set intention for the day in the beginning, when you wake up, if you're looking for something good, if you're saying, uh, you know, my day will go you know, they're just the way I want it, or even better, just being open to what is going to come and having that intention. I think it's important because, um, again, this is something you uh, you know that you're going to receive uh, I, without knowing for sure, but being open that it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, again, allowing yourself to receive something. I think it's a lot of times of uh, that we, we resist and we block of what could flow into our life experience. But um, with having that faith and belief and uh, just uh, the attitude towards life, I think the more positive we are, the more... Uh, you know goodness is going to come towards and presenting different type of interaction with people or events or opportunities so uh i think it's just something every one of us should uh be reminded of because again if we are responsible for our own life and creating our own life experiences then we know that uh, we can set up a stage for those experiences to come in yeah. with our intention because behind each action there is an intention and that's important and then we'll see it manifested in one way or another right Don't you think? right and 
you know, and, and things happen. So yes, I do like to set the stage, as you said, uh, with the best of intentions. And when things happen, when things aren't good, and the, and things aren't always good, um, it, it's okay to look at what the possibilities are. And I think you mentioned that is, you know, being open to a possibility of something better. So you know, maybe this didn't go right today. Maybe, you know, this project didn't, didn't happen the way I thought, but what's, you know, what's another possibility for how I move forward out of here? Because, because we do get to choose how we move forward, you know, and, and it, as long as we look at healing anything in us that needs to be healed, if there's something that is stopping us time after time after time, or, or setting us back, then, you know, we probably need to take a deeper look at what kind of healing needs to happen here. What do I need to do about whatever this part of me that um, isn't happy about, you know, some kind of, of part of life, but then being open to what can be better, you know, what, where can I go from here in a more positive way? So, yeah, yeah, I agree. We, we can set an intention and hold that intention in our head it's a great thing to do in the morning because we can help script our day you know just in the morning and get off to a good start i guess that's the thing is setting a good foundation in the morning uh so that the rest of the day you can at least go back to that foundation and start again if you need to Yes, definitely. And I'm so glad that we met today. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And for those who would like to connect with you, how can they find you? Yeah, I am. Um, well, I have a, a website, RevKarenCleveland.com. And that's also where you can find me almost anywhere. So Facebook is slash RevKarenCleveland and Instagram and um, most of the social media sites. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to also include in show notes as well. And as we close, what would you say to our listeners as a thought for today? Um, oh, goodness. Let's see. There's there's a uh, there's a passage that I've really liked lately, and I'm going to look over on my wall and read it exactly. So uh, you will succeed in whatever you choose to do, and light will shine upon the path ahead of you. So I just think that's it's actually, um, it's a, it's a promise from the Bible, but you will succeed in what you want to do and light will shine on your path. So I think that's important to remember that, you know, yes. as we were talking about focus, our intention and just it, you know, you will succeed. You will succeed. And yeah. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review i'd love to hear from you to check out intern store go to internpodcast.com stay tuned